Mining Your Business podcast is back with another episode about process mining, data science, and advanced business analytics. Now, Jakub, um, why might you be looking forward to this episode? Well, one of the things is that it's a Czech company. And mm-hmm. guess where I'm from? Ooh, I, I could hardly tell. So, Václav Slapka and Martin Kobosil join us on the podcast to talk about adoption and gamification of process mining at Skoda. Let's get into it. Dobrý den. I'm not sure whether you uh, ever noticed based on my English pronunciation, but I'm not English. I'm actually from Czech Republic. Such are today's guests, uh, Václav Šapka and Martin Kobosil from Škoda Auto, the largest Czech car manufacturer. Um, let me tell you right away that working on a Czech customer was uh, very strange for me. Uh, imagine that you that all of your business vocabulary is one language, in my case, English, and then you're asked to do a presentation in a language where you have no idea how things are called. How would you translate like process mining or invoice or conformance checking or even happy path in Czech? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever been as nervous as I was with the Škoda project when it came to actual workshop in, in my native language. And maybe a question for you, Patrick. Uh, do you ever have these problems with English and German in terms of, like the business and technical talks? Do you feel like you are more confident in one than the other? Oh yeah, it's horrific. I will start a sentence in German and end it in English. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, for me it's like if you were reading this children book where you uh start the sentence in one language and then you have like a picture of something and you say that in the other language like <laughs> this is how <laughs> I feel when talking about process mining in Czech. Um anyhow, uh unlike with our other episodes and guests when we had a duo, uh we have decided for this episode to uh even though we have two guests to have them one by one. And therefore, we will first uh, hear uh, from the project owner and the data analytics coordinator, Václav Šopka, and then from the project manager of the project, uh, Martin Kobasil. So, Václav, welcome to Mining Your Business podcast. We are excited to have you here. Hi, hi. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm really excited, actually, as well to um, participate um, in such a a podcast actually i'm really big fan i'm really big fan of jakub of of the of one of the czech podcasts uh, and um um i'm also first experience for me thanks for the invitation i hope i will not screw up <laughs> i'm sure you won't Václav, because knowing you from the project uh you always steer the discussion very well and that's why we one of the reasons why we are so excited to have you here is that we just really want you to go all full process mining mode today. Um, <laughs> that said, uh, could you maybe tell us a bit more about uh, what was your exact role in the project and how did you um, came in touch with process mining the first time? You know, it's quite a long history. Uh, during the project, uh, before or at the point that started in Škoda or at we started to talk in Škoda, um, I was in completely different position than I am right now. Uh, base, base, you could say uh, basically the department I'm leading right now uh, was created thanks to the process mining technology and using tools in Skoda General Procurement. Because uh, when we started to talk about the process mining, uh, I was the assistant of a head of General Procurement. Um, th- that time it was a position for everything. Yeah? Uh, so uh, every new thing which came, assistant was usually responsible mm-hmm. for that. Um, I've taken over this competence with me to the new department, but uh, um, 
thanks to thanks to the uh, innovation department in Škoda, we were introduced to telnis and process mining uh, because this quite works well in Škoda, innovation management and mm-hmm. innovation that's what's driving Škoda. So um, yeah, they told us yeah, here is something cool uh, which could help you because you are really based on the processes. So this this what you can help uh, uh, help you and. Um, yeah, that's that's how we started. We have contacted Sony's. Um, we did uh, did few workshops uh, in Škoda. Uh, then uh, uh, there was a quite a long time for approval <laughs> process. Uh, the the ones who are the listeners who are from uh, big corporations, I'm pretty sure they they are aware of that. Everything needs to be approved from a lot of people. Uh, so once we did, uh, it was just the start of Corona. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was sitting on the on the cash that time uh so it was quite hard to get the approval of such a um uh, i would say fancy thing uh mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. the point of view of the approvers uh, yeah we um, we tried um so having this experience Václav, is there something that you would maybe give as a recommendation to maybe people who are in these roles in other organizations that would love to uh jump on the train get the process mining going but uh this this pushback from approval processes and just from general slowliness of the organization, uh, they just can't get it done. Is there something that you would maybe give them as a recommendation being in this position yourself for, uh, I think, a couple of years, actually? <laughs> yeah. It, when you when you summarize it, it, it took us maybe one year of the approval process, uh, some part of a Škoda and uh, all, most part on a group level. But the re- recommendation from from my point of view is just to hold on. Yeah? <laughs> it's it's just because it's really worth it, you know. Uh, f- uh, from for me personally, when I was seeing the all the processes, all the gramiums, all the approval process that everyone needs to put the finger uh, thumbs up on it, uh, then it was uh, motivation for me because that's the potential of process mining then. Um, you could you could analyze that too and and find out what's uh, why it's so slow and make it faster. So that that was also the, the motivation for me to go and uh, to go further and hold on. So, um, in your opinion, what was the main thing holding it back for that whole year? What was the thing where it was stuck? Uh, how do you mean that? What was the thing? Well, if you say you needed approval for a year. Ah, what, yeah, was the, yeah, right. what, was, what was the biggest predicament in, in getting this thing going? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, the, that time we didn't have any kind of uh, onboarding of Celonis on a group. Uh, so that, that was the major issue. Uh, there, were, there always needs to be um, agreement or, or a partnership done uh, between such a company uh, and, uh, and Volkswagen Group. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that time uh, we didn't have anything like that, and uh, to be to be really honest, uh, the the price was not also helping. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, <laughs> but um, uh, to that uh, to that it was not a really big issue. Uh, I I can imagine that uh, uh, how it would went right now, it would be even harder. The mm-hmm. days after the pandemic uh, and with such uh, issues on the market, which is not really predictable, uh, or not even, or maybe less predictable than it was in 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was really, um, it was uh, really tough. But I would say right now it would be tougher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
maybe a next question would be, uh, so you knew that you wanted to analyze processes. You knew you wanted to do the process mining approach and take the technology that provides you with this. Um, how did you choose about the process you would start with? Because interestingly, I'm just working with an organization where they chose, I would say, very difficult process to start with, and they are having a lot of troubles there. I, I know that you actually started with procurement. Was there some... Uh, Uh, someone telling you, okay, let's start with something easy, or was there some actual preference to start with procurement because you knew that this is uh, the the pain point for you? Yeah, the, the that's a really good question. Uh, the, the main reason why we have selected purchase to pay process was that we were owners of the of the process and um, usually as it as it starts, yeah, you are uh, at, at the beginning. Uh, you want to do something just for yourself, uh, and, uh, and that was the reason why we why we started on purchase to pay. Well, that was point number one, and the second point was that uh, Sonis was already quite keen in the process, uh, and uh, the ordering uh, part of the purchase to pay uh, process and also the invoices are based on SAP. Sonis had many experiences with that. They basically. Uh, they were not. It was not necessary to explain every single column in of the data to them. We just hand over the historical data for the proof of concept, and in four days, that was it. And so uh, <laughs> we we got it. Uh, so uh, that was also one of the reasons why I have selected purchase to pay process. But to be really honest, uh, we just wanted to have something for us. You know. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was there something specific that you were trying to see in the process? Because there are different approaches you can take with process mining. You can uh, go into like, you know, get the clear picture, get the, uh, the, the view into end-to-end process. But you can also go uh, in a way that you are actually trying to solve a very specific problem that you are aware of. Uh, which approach did you actually take in Skoda? Uh, one of the approaches in this uh was re- because all the project is was led bottom up uh, we, we wanted to focus on really details to go really deep deep inside of our process deep inside the data but on the other hand we had we had the great support from the management uh so we also wanted to have this uh, sorry for the buzzword the helicopter view on the on the, <laughs> on the process uh so we needed to hold both i would say uh and um Uh, from my point of view, uh, the uh, the mm, helicopter view is, um, I would say, much better uh, for for such an overview because um, you know you are aware that there are deviations in the process, but you don't know where exactly, and um, that this is where we are heading. This is what we what are what were our expectations from it. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, so you, I, I know that when we first started actually working together, uh, you already had some uh, defined uh, cases, defined use cases uh, with some value proposition in them. Um, how did you even go about, uh, you know, deciding on what you want to measure? And is this something, uh, was there some exercise before that going into it? Uh, because I, I, I know that you just said that you wanted to get this helicopter view But it also went into some very specifics that you were trying to optimize. And I assume that this was like from the, let's say that you had some goals as an organization or as a procurement that you tried to reach them and then just inserted the process mining technology into this uh, overall, um, like, a, like a structure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was. There was actually a lot of effort behind it. To, to before we get in touch, uh, there was many uh, many workshops behind uh, where we were trying to find the the, the potential uh, using process mining. I think we we went through quite development process uh, because mm-hmm. at the very beginning uh, we um, we decided, okay, yeah, our process are perfect. Uh, there is no uh, issue in that. And uh, okay, let, let's try. Uh, let's try what, what this is going to bring us. Once we see it, uh, um, then we were um, like uh, the meme with surprise Pikachu. Uh, we're <laughs> sitting there and, okay, that that's cannot be true, right? And the realization phase was really interesting because uh, it, you could see the motivation of everyone. Uh, you could see that that um, um, yeah we are seeing we are seeing the um, potentials we are seeing the deviations that the process is not really good as we expected and um, there are plenty of rooms for improvement and uh, this phase was uh, from my point of view one of the most interesting one. And there we organized uh, several workshops with Telnis, um, also with colleagues from from uh, internal consulting companies, uh, which helped us to mine the potential even more. And um, that was the whole preparation phase. Actually, it was really necessary to do so because, uh, um, as in the process of uh, approval, such a project in Shkoda is based on that you firstly need to identify everything, and then you can go ask for money so mm-hmm. that that was the with, with the goal to mine everything which is inside just based on the historical data so that that was quite a nice process of uh, personal development of everyone involved uh, I, i'm assuming so i mean i always find it so interesting that when people come in looking at process money for the first time they always have an idea of what is super inefficient in their process and what works super well but oftentimes they look at the 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 solution and they look at the process graph and all of a sudden those things are switched right Mm -hmm. all the things they thought were going really well are actually not going that well and all the things that they thought were a problem are just a tiny little bit of a problem was that some something that your team went through did you have your your inklings confirmed did you confirm your um, suspicions that some things were going badly Uh, the the example you said patrick exactly what happened to us too there were really parts of the process where we were sure that uh, okay, this is happening. We, we for example, knew there is um, there is um, threshold. There are set up the thresholds inside the procurement process in Shkoda. So uh, the low value orders, as we call them, they are going automatically. So we were aware that some of our requesters are doing. We are calling that salami tactic. Yeah? They are they are splitting the request into small ones, so it's go far, it's going <laughs> faster. And we were aware that that's happening. But that was just a piece of the iceberg. We did find out that there is much more um, below, which where we are not aware of uh, uh, at all. So exactly what you said that happened to us too. Um, one of the most entertaining things for me was uh, actually the, and you mentioned it, Václav yourself, and that was the overall motivation and excitement of the users. Um, how did you do that? <laughs> How the hell did you do that? <laughs> Actually, I've asked this question to myself many times, uh, Jakub. Uh, I'm um, uh, one of. I'm not really sure. I would say uh, maybe it was just a coincidence uh, that um, the right people were in the right time in the right place, um, and um, 
one of the reasons I would say the the core one was that the whole project was really bottom up. That somebody from from the employee side uh, find it that there is something like process mining and said, okay, it's cool, it's cool, let, let's try it. It's something which could be beneficial not for only me as a as an mm-hmm. employee, but also for the management. And we were pushing that from the very beginning until the end from from the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's completely different approach than from the top down, which is usual. Uh, in the, such a corporations like Škoda yeah. and Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, maybe a next question that's going to be a little switch of gears here. Um, so what also interests me, We uh, interestingly, we recorded the episode with Martin before we did uh, the one with you, although you will be the first in the recording. Regardless, we will talk with Martin about the overall project management and how it went. Um, what I want to actually ask you is, uh, how is Celonis currently being consumed uh, by, by uh, you know, the, the customers, which in this case are the business users, the, the employees, and how are you uh, incorporating it into your daily routines? Um, that's that's uh, uh, something we are proud of. I believe Martin already shared uh, shared uh, information about the Celonis game, as we are calling it. Yeah? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will not go to the details because I believe he did. But um, uh, actually, uh, once we were once we were implementing Solnis in 2021, um, and we were ready in October after three or four months with you, uh, and uh, everything was ready, everything was set up, uh, so we could go live. Uh, I was really afraid uh, that because I have that experience from the group that uh, when you implement such a cool tool. Everyone is in so, so uh, inside their operative job, so uh, so inside the daily business, they will not have time and they will not have the motivation to um, mm-hmm. to get something new. So usually, and I have the experience from the past that you implement really cool tool, but nobody's using it. I was really afraid of it because you know um, we spent a lot of time, uh, a lot of time, and invested a lot of energy. Uh, to uh, implement such a tool, but I was also afraid that that uh, we will spend the money and uh, on the licenses, and nobody will be using it. Yeah? So um, uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, that uh, we will uh, we will introduce it in different way, and we were thinking about it. I would say for three four weeks um and, and the result was the Celonis game there was actually huge support from from Celonis uh, itself um in in that uh and i believe once we once we introduced them uh, what we are planning to do they said hey that's cool can we use that with another customers too and um i'm actually i'm really proud that we we came with this on this game and i believe that is one of the uh one of the drivers uh, what I would say, in addition, there is always but, right? Uh, with yeah. everything, there is always but in life. Uh, I, I think that one, in one of your episodes, uh, you, you said that the data are created by uh, users. They are created mm-hmm. by people. And at the end, uh, it always ends up with the people. Uh, so you can have a really amazing uh, data and process mining tool like Tonis, 
But uh, when you don't have the people, the executors at the end, uh, then it also doesn't bring you much, right? So for for this, uh, after six months of using it, uh, I believe there it, the establishment of users is really good. And right now, uh, we gotta think about the execution part uh, with our with our users, and that's also going to be part of the game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what uh, you also also doing? You started with uh, implementation and procurement, and soon thereafter, another department actually jumped on. That was uh, your accounting team. Uh, what I'm probably going to ask you is, uh, how do you now uh, manage the overall usage? Uh, and one of the future episodes that we will be releasing uh, is going to be about center of excellence. Um, how are you going to manage this uh, sudden influx of people, new users, uh, and also generally the whole environment? Because obviously it's a lot of work, there are different processes. Uh, what are the plans with that now? Yeah, uh, the center of excellence you mentioned is the the key factor there. It, from my point of view, um, it's really necessary when you have more, um, I would say, departments or more processes involved. There must be some someone centralized who's who's going to steer that. Um, in in our team, um, Martin uh, is responsible for. We are calling it procurement force team as a fancy name for center of mm-hmm. excellence, but that's the platform. The, that's the platform we have established for everyone, not only from our department, but from any other department to come and say, hey, I have an idea of um, optimizing this or changing this in your systems, what you are using. And uh, uh, their goal, the goal of the platform, goal of the procurement force team and goal of the Martin and, and other colleagues in the team is to validate that idea to make sure that um okay, this is going to bring something. It's going to save some time or bring us some money. So um, the center of excellence, as it's called in general, that's the key. Uh, and to, without it, I, w- I believe that we will not be able to connect um, processes in general procurement and in accounting, even though it's one process purchase to pay, but completely different databases. And um, uh, yeah. that, that will be hard to connect without it. Absolutely. I was wondering now with this center of excellence and the seeming success of your users really using the tool, I was wondering how does your, the, the management or the, the upper, uh, upper levels feel about the introduction of this tool? Um, have they learned something from it as well? And do they see plans of using it further, not just in the procurement part, but also in other aspects, in other departments? No, thanks for that question. Thanks for that question, really, because that was an, uh, the second thing I was afraid of. Uh, my colleagues, the coordinators and the managers inside the general procurement, uh, you know, they are really responsible people. And uh, I, I was quite, um, I was not sure how they are going to react of uh, process mining, when they are going to see the reality of what's happening, uh, because they, they are basically responsible for, uh, for optimizing things like that. So we have established, um, um, I would say, regular, uh, regular meeting. We are calling that digital fitness. Uh, like you go to mm-hmm. uh, to the fitness f- for your body, then you go for uh, fitness for your data analytics skills. And we did that for them too. Actually, they have their own coordinator league. Uh, so they are they are doing participating in this game too. 
um, <laughs> and uh, there is always a winner every month, um, which can go uh, for lunch with the head of the department. It's just for fun, yeah. There, oh, wow. uh, it's really, it's really. Uh, you could see that uh, there are several ones which are really into it and they see a big potential, and there are other ones which uh, still need some time. Uh, so this is also difficult uh, because these managers have, uh, you know, full calendar and yeah. uh, they don't really have a time for doing the data analytics. That was one of the point of the digital fitness. Because we don't expect the users, we don't expect the managers and the buyers uh, to do a really deep dives inside mm-hmm. the data, to use the tunnels, uh for a long time in, during their day. Uh, we have the platform for it. And um, uh, I'm really glad uh, that uh, the, the managers in general procurement in Chicago are really, are really right now, I have a feeling they are onboarded. They see the potential and right now they are working on execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, Václav, what would be your, uh, if you could define the next steps for Skoda yourself, uh, where would you go now? Like uh, with in terms of Celonis, what would you want to do? Wow, if, uh, if it, money was no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's really good. Good part of the question then. If money would not be the problem, and I would be the only one responsible for such a decision, then I think that. Um, Uh, or you know my opinion about the data. I think it's one of our last uh, competitive advantages, which is not uh, mined in 100%. Because in automotive industry, you know, the, the industry is quite uh, classical. You know? um, the competitors, we know each other to the bone. Uh, mm-hmm. every, everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows the technology. Even the new players, for example, like Tesla. We already know everything, what they have in car, how they are building it, and what, what is inside. Uh, so it's, it's really open. It's really transparent. So mm-hmm. there will be really hard to find um, competitive advantage. But with the data, with the processes inside, from my point of view, every single process, not the procurement one, but also in finance department, also in IT, also in production, everyone, uh, uh, every everything ends um, with... Uh, the price of the car, uh, which is for the production. So, um, mm-hmm. what is going to cost us to produce one car? Everything ends, uh, every single process ends in this price. And once we will be able to optimize all the processes, we will be able to uh, reduce the costs on the production side. So that means we will make more money because, of course, we are not make uh, offer the cars cheaper in the market. Uh, I'm ju- yeah. just really open, <laughs> open, um, uh, open sentence because yeah, who would do that? Yeah? But um, uh, uh, that's uh, that's the point. That's where I think where uh, the process and data mining can help us. This is one of the last competitive advantages we have. Wow, uh, very interesting thinking of how to like uh, introduce your bottlenecks in data into the final price of the product. Really, really cool. Um, Václav, uh, I would just like to say thank you again for accepting the invitation. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, we will now jump on to the second part of the interview with uh, Martin. But before we let you go, Václav, I also wanted to congratulate you on your uh, new addition to the family. So, uh, yeah. Thanks <laughs> a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, I would say thanks a lot, firstly, for the congratulations. You know, it's really a nice feeling to be a father for the second time. And uh, also thank you, thank you for invitation. Uh, 
uh, it's pleasure. I'm really looking forward and I'm really honest. I'm looking forward to um, hear the episode in my <laughs> car because I usually uh, uh, listen to that uh, when I'm driving somewhere. Uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward for the reactions of my family to it. <laughs> so thanks thanks uh, for the invitation again. It was, it was pleasure, Jakub. It was Patrick, pleasure to meet you. I'm uh, looking forward. Well, Václav, I can tell you right away that you will hate your voice uh, because people always do hate their own voices, but yeah. it is what it is. Uh, you got to cope with that. No, Václav, I'm already aware of that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot. Take care. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Then uh, let's go into the second round with Martin Kovacil. Bye-bye. As we said already at the very beginning, we have not one, but two guests today in our show. And we thought it would be an entertaining change of pace for you, dear listeners, uh, to do the recording separately this time. So not having the guests speaking at the same time, but, you know, do one by one. Um, interestingly, we have first done the recording with Martin Kobosil, although in the episode you do hear it as a second one. So hopefully we did a good job and there won't be many overlaps in our discussion. Martin, welcome to our show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for the invitation uh, to me to your podcast. You bring a lot of inspiration to the data mining community, and I'm honored <laughs> to be part of it. Oh, wow, that's uh, very, That's very, very nice to hear, Martin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I already mentioned it when uh, talking with Václav, uh, but uh, what I find crazy about working uh, with a Czech customer is how small Czech Republic actually is. And uh, when we started working on the project together, Uh, you and I, Martin, we quickly realized that we both play basketball. And soon thereafter, we also realized that not only we play basketball, but we also played in the same league here in Prague against each other. And <laughs> yeah, and then for our, our audience, uh, we, you know, we kicked Martin's team's butt twice this season. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah, we also won the league and we advanced to the, to the higher competition. Unfortunately, I couldn't attend any of those games because, you know, I had some business meetings and everything that I just couldn't make it. Uh, yeah, and I'm not going to probably ask uh, Martin to further comment on this because I know how humiliating this uh, is for him. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump right into our field of expertise. Uh, Martin, basketball aside, unless, of course, you really want to comment on that, how did you end up working on a process mining project? Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, good story. World is really small, but uh, regarding this uh, data mining project, uh, I am the project manager at the Škoda Auto uh, General Purchasing, and I was hired uh, as an external support uh, to implement the Zony software uh, at the purchasing department at Škoda Auto. Uh, this is uh, in itself generally it's a, re a relatively unique position in the general purchasing because. Uh, in whole Huawei group, there is uh, no external staff uh, to work in the purchasing. The purchasing process uh, cannot be outsourced by any company. But mm -hmm. I don't need, uh, I don't deal with uh, any business tenders. Uh, my job is only to focus to the optimization projects, mm -hmm. especially the data mining in, in the procurement department. Mm -hmm. So is uh, process mining just like one of the projects that you work on, or is it something that you solely focus on in all of your agenda? 
Yeah, I have uh, many projects, about 10 uh, to care, and I have three more project managers uh, to divide this project into them. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, definitely data mining with the Celonis was my favorite one. <laughs> uh, that's, that's very, very good to hear. Um, so let's talk a bit about your role in the project. So what were your tasks in this, in this uh, data mining or process mining project? And uh, what were your daily to-dos there? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I can start from the from the very beginning. Uh, the project was unique at Škoda Auto uh, for two reasons. Oh, uh, the first reason was uh, definitely uh, the speed of the realization, because you know the Škoda Auto is the largest uh, industrial co corporation in our country. Mm -hmm. uh, everything here takes uh, off a long time, but the implementation of the Celonis took there the three months only. Uh, or even over the summer. It was absolutely unprecedented. And <laughs> I don't think uh, I will experience uh, such a fast uh, implementation of the project here uh, uh, anymore. Uh, and this is mainly due to the process end because <laughs> you guys uh, implement this, uh, because the process end implement the software for Škoda Auto and the implementation was divided into two parts. The first part, was the preparation and uh, uh, installation of the extractor server and data extraction. And it was uh, in compliance of our IT guys. Uh, but after this part, uh, the my role came and uh, it, uh, it took uh, about another amount to create the basic cockpit and the first use cases. We cooperated together and at the end of the summer, after three months, we hand over the application uh, into the QS stage to the key users. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then we had uh, another two months of fine-tuning the use cases and uh, for signals with the keys with the key users, and uh, then we hand over the application to the full operation uh, for all users. And mm -hmm. the second reason why I think this project is uh, unique in the uh, in the in the level of the Škodauto is the due to the level of the enthusiasm from both sides from the sides of the Škoda Auto and also from sides of the Celonis respective uh, process end, which uh, support us very much. I think this level of enthusiasm is uh, due to the fact that the whole project was originated from the button <laughs> to top. Yeah, you understand. Yeah. The employees came with the idea to use the Celonis, to use data mining, and it was not the strategic uh, decision from the company headquarters. And all key users joined to the project voluntarily and there mm -hmm. was a good mood all the time. Yeah, I, I might have to put some things on the in the context here. Uh, I'm really happy that you're saying that the implementation was fast and everything. But I do remember when we first got in touch, uh, <laughs> was like eight months before the project even started, and uh, already at that point of time, there was already a year and a half discussion on let's do process mining in Skoda. So. Yeah. There was quite a pushback. It took it took a long time to get from <laughs> okay, let's do it until we can actually start doing it. But then I have to say, I was also pleasantly surprised with how how well it went. So also big big uh, thumbs up for you guys. So so Martin, was were you involved in this process money or getting the this process money project? There, like, were you responsible for this right from the start? Like, were you there to initiate this like one and a half years ago, or what, however many months ago that Jakob was saying and. Were you experienced with process mining before that, or, or how did you get in contact with process mining in the first place? Yeah, great question. 
uh, I was hired to this project. So the discussion about this project started one and a half year before, and this is a typical typical Škoda process when it comes from the left to the right, from the groove to the bottom. Uh, but when we start, it goes very fast. So I come uh, about uh, six months before the implementation start, and it was my first experience uh, with, uh, with these data mining tools. I just work with the databases and something like this, and mm-hmm. I uh, ever can mention how simple and how easy data mining can look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin, big chunk of your work, uh, what I felt like was not only getting uh, in sync with the tool, but also, and most for and foremost, was to get involvement of the, of the business users. And I also think that you did a hell of a job there. Um, but uh, how was the initial reception of the tool when you first like g- gave it out to the users? I hmm, understand. Yeah, from this content, implementation was easy, but uh, adopting the tool was a new challenge after mm-hmm. this. Uh, so you say we wanted, uh, oh, our expectation was well, we wanted to maintain the same level of enthusiasm which mm-hmm. we find during the implementation. So we offered our employees, the Škoda Auto employees, uh, that the adoption of the projects will be in the form of gamification and based on the voluntariness. So we introduced the tool to everyone, uh, like uh, we have a great tool that uh, now uh, please come to our training mm-hmm. uh, and we can talk about it. Yeah, this training uh, work like a touch point for us with uh, our buyers where we, were, where, uh, where we are uh, enabled for our employees and we show them uh, what Celonis is uh, escapable for. Uh, the typical obstacles were uh, this <laughs> where I find with, with a cooperation with the buyers was that they are afraid to click into the system as, <laughs> so as not to break something and so on. <laughs> they thought that uh, they thought that when they receive a signal from the Celonis, they immediately did something wrong on something <laughs> like that. So the biggest hurdle was to getting uh, our buyers convinced that mm-hmm. uh, this is not a repressive tool, but it's right. something which definitely can help them in their uh, everyday job. So uh, I think this, uh, this Celonis thinking, well, I think in, in this content, the Celonis is also unique because uh, Celonis offer an amazing data mining tool, but in very simple application that mm-hmm. everyone will learn how to manage it, how to control it. Uh, we never wanted our employees to do some sophisticated deep dive analysis but with only a few clicks in the Celonis, uh, you can search the uh, right purchasing proce- process, go through it, or do some uh, analysis with the suppliers, with the requesting department, etc. So mm-hmm. uh, we want to set this mindset to, to our buyers, and we are f- uh, for them in our uh, every week training. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the distinction that you made between the repressiveness of the tool and like the excitement and the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the pure fact that you should go there, get your answers, uh, get, your, get your questions answered. And I think establishing this from the very beginning of the project can make all the difference, that you're not controlling them, you're not trying to you know, repress them, but you're actually trying to help them. Exactly. Um, you already mentioned a couple of very interesting things, like the gamification. I really want to deep dive into that. Uh, before, I, before I do that, however... Um, did the users eventually like? Uh, did you see that they, you know, they started with this, uh, let's say, a little fear or a little, um, or I don't want to say resentment, but they were like cautious 
And did you eventually see the adoption going up and that they were like, okay, now I really want to just work on this specific problem only in Celanese and I don't want to go to the, the, the old way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can start with the adoption. Adoption start with uh, something like a big bank because uh, I, I flew to the entire department with the flyers going, <laughs> hey, come into the Celanese, let's play the Celanese game, it will be oh, wow. very fun. <laughs> so we presented as a as a big deal, as a big thing, as something new. Uh, I literally... Uh, talk about the transformation of the purchasing department into the data driving uh, department right. and uh, something like that. So uh, everyone uh, could, uh, uh, every time it was based on the volunteer, but everyone c- can come into our training. Uh, they will got the access into the application and they can start play the game and win the beautiful prize. So I think uh, the expectation was that it's something new. I want to, I want to check it and we present it like, uh, like a fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you use the tool now for? So there are some use cases and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and are the users are now using it to support them on their daily work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a good question because when we calculate the business case, the business case was based on use cases. Yeah, the use cases uh, show some problem assess, some strategy and working on that. But I think the, today, Celonis is most used for the everyday uh, analysis of the vendors, everyday analysis of the mm-hmm. process, uh, because it's really simply, you can, you can uh, go through, for example, CTM, BTM, small orders, get you go under, right. under, your radar, under your radar to your commodity and something like this. So we have implemented many use cases, which we count, uh, counting business case based on these use cases, but I think uh, the Sony uh, the is mainly used for everyday uh, analysis, the small analysis, to, to, to catch the context uh, of, of my commodity on something like this. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. perfect that uh, we, can, uh, we can manage it through the 60 buyers uh, in our department. Mm. Oh, wow. I had a question regarding the adoption. So what we usually hear or what we hear a lot of the time is that Business users need the allotted time given to them, right? So they need time to be able to learn the tool. They need time mm-hmm. to be then also go into the operative and actually mm-hmm. use the tool and kind of clear some of the schedule of, of, of all the things they're already doing to be able to use this tool. Now, was there the same type of feedback that you got and how did you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, is the first uh, part, the adoption of the tool. Uh, we want to present like a game, with the gamification. I can describe it. Because yeah, like any good, do. this is something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, any good time, uh, the rules was definite, def- define it on the beginning. Uh, the motivation was the beautiful price. So buyers uh, were able to earn some points uh, for their Celonis activity. Uh, there was uh, three three basic categories for which they went uh, to get the points. The first activity was uh, when they uh, come to our training. They just uh, come inside. They just participate the training as, uh, and they can earn some first points. Uh, they also get more points on this training when they presented uh, their own success story. So we want that the buyer presented to buyer their success, their, their use with the Zonis on some examples. And uh, I also give them some various tasks from the Zonis. For example, hey, how many POs we have uh, in, in this quarter and that? Mm-hmm, and they, mm-hmm. they're also able to get some extra points uh, on these uh, trainings. The second activity for which points could be uh, obtained was the use of the application. There are some, uh, there are some settings 
and I can manage how often they open the Celones, how they locked into the Celones, and uh, if they locked every week, they receive some extra points for logging. Uh, also for using the signals or uh, etc. And the third activity for which the most points uh, could be obtained were their own suggestions for improving for uh, improving the environment of the Celones at Škoda, for also for new uh, use cases, etc. So we try mm-hmm. to motivate them from the very beginning uh, to think about how the application can be used mm-hmm. in their common practice. So this was uh, so, and <laughs> and also uh, as the buyers collected the pawns, they move into the different areas and they have some fancy names like uh, uh, Brover, Cadet, Warrior, <laughs> Conqueror, etc. Yeah, it, it, it was fun. And I think we, we go very smoothly through this adoption part of the, uh, of the acquisition. Sounds like a World of Warcraft to me. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> Martin, what level are you now? <laughs> I am definitely Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> conqueror of Celeste. Uh I gotta say that I really, really like this idea of gamification. And it was actually the first time I saw it at any, any customer implemented. Uh, and I already steal this idea and I'm trying or testing it out with another customer of mine. So thank you for that, Martin. I'll <laughs> let you know how it went. Don't um, worry. So just to recap, so this gamification, the, the main goal was to ease the people into the tool, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you, so you basically, are, you were saying that they were collecting points for their activity and you try to get them points for basically anything related to Selenis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, did you also like notice then that there are some, you said that you had 60 buyers and I mm-hmm. assume that you have way less licenses to, to use, uh, was there also one of the underlying ultimate goals to like distinguish who would be the super user and who would just stay out of the tool? And, uh, did you also observe that some people got more motivated than others? Yeah, uh, I am, first of all, I am very happy that all licenses were uh, where we distribute uh, less than months uh, from the start, from the mm-hmm. presentation. So then after that, we start to solve the issue uh, when another new uh, buyers wants to use the service. For example, there are some uh, teams, like coordinator teams in our department, which want all the buyers to start using that uh, we can coordinate the work through the service and something like this. So uh, as our uh, head, uh, head of the purchasing, Matej Galba, said, Celonis is not for all. So <laughs> there is a process uh, when uh, based on the login, uh, on the login strategy. Mm-hmm. When you are, for example, three weeks not logging to the Celonis, you can lose your uh, licenses and new one uh, get it uh, instead of you. Mm-hmm. So, um, question, why gamify this in the first place, right? And can't we just have a simple roadmap where you stick the users into trainings, mandatory trainings, and then you stick them on the tool? Like, like why gamify in the first place? Mm-hmm. Uh, two things. Uh, first, we want to maintain the same level of enthusiasm because um, we really enjoy the implementation phase and we want to uh, edit and distribute it to our buyers. So I think the, this gamification was fun. It was something new, and we presented the tool like uh, it's something uh, for fun, something that can help you. It's not the common tool which uh, lay on your computer and nobody use it. Um, did you do something like this already beforehand, or is this your first time gamifying this type of rollout? It was our first try to try to um, use gamification in the adoption phase of the project. 
but I discuss it with uh, some colleagues uh, from the Salones, uh, which inspire me about this definition. So we, 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 in the very beginning, we get some uh, points we want to reach, and I think we reach them uh, very well. Mm. Now, now looking back, would you do the gamification differently? Would there be some aspects that you would change or think about? Like looking back, would you change a few things? Uh, understand, but I think the this gamification is one of the highlight of the whole project. So uh, maybe <laughs> there, there could be some some small changes, uh, but uh, I like the idea and uh, I am happy that I can uh, experience these uh, these uh, this strategy. Maybe last question regarding the gamification before uh, we move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did the user? Uh, how was the user reception of this of this idea? How did they enjoy that? Yeah, they really enjoyed it. Well, so I think we, we get the good point, and they have some internal uh, fights uh, for the prizes, and because uh, I, I presented it on the internal internal meetings and presented the results and highlight the best one, and also they highlight the last one. And they, hey, you must you must hurry up because the prices are uh, miss uh, are missing. So yeah, it it was it was fine. What was the price? <laughs> you keep telling it. I want to win something, Martin. <laughs> yeah, the first price was a thermal uh, thermal bottle for for tea, Ooh, uh, nice. and it was uh, branded in Monte Carlo. The Škoda. It was all Škoda prices. Right. The second price was a yoga. Uh, yoga lying uh, yeah, mat yeah. yoga mat <laughs> also good for uh, our uh, our employees that uh, they can get some uh, practice the first price was uh, headphones headphones with the mic mic and the last price was uh, for the winner uh, there was uh, something like a green cap which which uh, <laughs> which con- which was uh, connected with the conqueror and it was like a crown <laughs> for for the for the best one that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun, uh, and then like uh, the ultimate winner just gets to go to Tour de France, which uh, you know Skoda is sponsor of. <laughs> I would think I would like to participate in this game. <laughs> um, anyhow, Martin, uh, another topic which uh, comes to my mind, yeah, like uh, is what happens after the the user adoption and after the initial phase of the project, and uh, we will soon have a guest who will talk a lot on this center of excellence, basically establishing the system around it. So we will not go in too much into the depth here, but I wanted to, to ask you, like, how do you in, in Skoda handle this, this transition from, uh, let's say, the support of uh, consultants, of us, of ProcessEnd, uh, to like a self-help and uh, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. capable of handling things mostly on yourself? Because I think this is also a crucial part of every project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our situation uh, in the general procurement uh, at Škoda Auto was specific, well, is specific uh, in that we have an excellent data analyst uh, in our team. Uh, also, uh, we have a huge support from our management. So uh, gradually, after the work of the processant, uh, when the processant uh, implemented mm-hmm. ended, uh, we were able, uh, already able to take over the entire operation uh, into our ends. And our data analyst now is uh, able to respond uh, to our customers or our employee suggestions, and he can uh, adjust the Celones at Škoda uh, environment uh, on their own. But uh, nevertheless, we remain in contact uh, with the company uh, processant. Uh, after the implementation, we set up a retainer model here that uh, here is one of the 
processing gun every week for one day and uh, they can solve the backlog uh, of the mm-hmm. requirements mm-hmm. together but it's something like the maintenance it's uh, we don't build much new new use cases but uh, we want to maintain the the current application and uh, and there is a backlog of requirements uh, mm-hmm. for for them every week mm-hmm. Um, what I also noticed at some point that you were uh, writing quite an extensive documentation. And uh, although I hate writing documentation, I can totally see the upsides of having that. <laughs> uh, what did you document there? What did you write? Yeah, that's also what I discussed from the very beginning. Uh, the Škoda Auto is the largest industrial uh, corporate here and uh, all projects uh, need a lot of documentation. Uh, but uh, we go through this documentation with the support uh, of the of the processant, and uh, there was no problem. Just just uh, need to write it down, and it start from the uh, from the definition of the use cases, what uh, which money uh, we expected that this uh, solution will come, and also there are uh, some uh, capitals regarding uh, the support, regarding mm-hmm. the uh, server extractor, etc. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Martin, uh, maybe also, uh, do you recall of something that didn't go according to plan that was maybe not a success and that just uh, you would probably done differently this time in the project? Hmm, what would I do differently? Uh, yeah, uh, generally, Celonis, uh, Celonis uh, uh, capabilities uh, exceed my expectation by thousand percent. So I had no idea before how easy and effective uh, can data mining uh, look like. Uh, there are a n- number of, of things uh, what we have, uh, what we can do done differently. But uh, on the other hand, it was a great, beautiful rain- learning process from the mm-hmm. from the very beginning. So maybe the only thing uh, I would to do differently is uh, have much higher expectation <laughs> from the whole software in the very beginning because uh, if you really want if you really need to kick your business use data mining tool like Celonis and discover your process because uh, after that there is only one way and this way is up <laughs> Oh boy, I'm glad that you didn't have those expectations because I can tell you already that these new features are very hard to implement. <laughs> so maybe then your experience with our consulting would be a little different than it was now. <laughs> and it's never evolving. Um, so Martin, uh, maybe last question before we let you go. Um, like where... Do you, where would you like to be heading now? So you have established, uh, I would say, very strong base in procurement. There is also an initiative in uh, accounts payable in your in your organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you want to take your team next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, now, uh, yeah, my ambitions is high. Def- definitely, I want to transform this uh, purchasing department into the uh, data driven procurement. And uh, it is, and we start with the Celonis, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, but uh, the uh, but the next steps uh, will be to change these establish these P two P process which have now, and it could be a very painful way because if you want to change processes, it's it's quite uh, very difficult. But thanks to the Celonis, we can do a lot of uh, things now proactively. Because mm-hmm. before uh, this department works like 
uh, non-proactively. We just sit on our chairs and waiting what will come from our requester. Now we have tool and we can do many things proactively, but the process is not uh, established for this uh, because we also need the partner from the request department and we can we cannot start on our own base only on the data analysis. So this changing uh, the P2P uh, established process will be uh, the biggest uh, the biggest painful way what we want to go now. Very well said. Uh, I'm excited to, you know, have the opportunity to participate on the project. I also want to thank you for for coming here and join us in this episode to actually be able to tell the story to other listeners who might find some some inspiration in this, especially with the part that you handled the adoption, which uh, again, for me, that was also a huge learning curve. And as I said, I'm using it now myself. <laughs> yeah. So big praise to you, Martin. Thank you for that. Thank you, and I'm honored to be part of your podcast. Thank you, guys. All right. So thank you for coming, Martin. Uh, for you, dear listeners, thank you for joining and tuning into Mining Our Business podcast. We are very happy to have you. Um, if you have any questions, just uh, write us on LinkedIn. We are always there, always active, always posting some super fun, do, super duper posts on uh, you know on our page. Uh, we are also very active commenting there, so just reach out. We are always happy to hear from you. If you want, you can also drop us an email on miningyourbusinesspodcast at gmail.com and you know, tune in with the next episode. Thank you for listening. Patrick, Martin, thank you for joining today and have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.